in the words of the Beastie Boys. Because you can't, you won't, and you don't stop. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Chapter 13 with 23 weeks to go to the Chicago race. I'm Pete and with me is my buddy Dave and we are two middle-aged dads on a journey to conquer the Chicago Marathon. Or are we? We kind (laughs) of left that last episode on a cliffhanger in a way. We did. What's happening, Pete? (laughs) How are you, brother? Good. Happy Lucky 13. Happy Lucky 13. Oh, is, uh, is Bray 13 today? No, but it's Wait. our thirteenth week. Oh, I'm chapter like, I know he's about that age, so I'm yeah, like, three weeks, three, three weeks. weeks. Okay, yeah, the eighteenth, the eighteenth. All right. I mean, he's already full on teenager, so I didn't even realize I said chapter thirteen. I, yeah, I, it, I, I'm on autopilot. Yeah, it's just a technicality that he's ter- <laughs> that he'll actually be thirteen because he's full on teenager mode. Yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I feel that right. Like I just came from. Having a weekend where I watched my oldest, my son, go to prom, and he's 18, but looks like he's 28, uh, full-on beard, and you know, yeah, yeah, some pictures I'm tagged in on uh, on the Facebooks. If anybody wants to take a look, <laughs> I said, you know, my kids, thankfully, overall look nothing like me. They yeah. look like their moms, and basically, I think that they kind of have my eyes a lot of the time. Um, eyebrows maybe, and then like there's a birthmark that they all have uh, on the back of their head that that way I can claim them as my kid without right. DNA testing. Right, so, like the thumbprint. Yeah, so that's like I it. did. I I did like that he looked very dapper. Like he put effort into the moment, and I see so many prom pictures because of course Farrak and I. It's prom season here too, and uh, we see all of our friends' kids, their pictures, and the girls are dressed to the nines, and then the guys just, the effort is not the same, or they're wearing baseball hats, or, you know what I mean? Like, I liked liked that he put the time and effort in to matching her level. Yeah, I don't think think that was him. I really don't think that was him. Uh, I really should play this part for for him and and his mom because I'm pretty sure that it was uh, not not his idea. You know, he was, right, well he carried it off well. Whosever he, idea it was, I yeah. kudos to him for pulling it off and you know not just uh, you know throwing on a baseball hat and. A black shirt, black tie, black coat, and black yep. pants. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. No. His his date was is was in a black dress with like red flowers. So he had the red tie with the black 
uh, you know, the black talks. Um, it, it, he did look good, but I mean, the kid just looks good. You know, he's, yeah. he, he's what I wish that I was at some point, right. He's like six foot tall and like 175, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of muscle. And so clothes just hang on him the right way. Right. Like, yeah, they don't hang on my pear shape very well. No, trust me. Bray had his, uh, <laughs> he was doing the high school, the middle school musical. So he was just an usher. Like he built the sets for the whole time. So he was just an usher for the weekend. And he put on uh, just like a pair of black jeans and like a black button down shirt. And he, I mean, you know how much he works out and stuff. And he never in my life at any point, fire academy, military, (laughs) whatever good shape I was in, I never rocked an outfit the way he did this weekend and i'm I, i'm like kudos to him because he puts in the work and the time and effort and i don't really think he ever thinks about like looks or i look really good but i was so proud and i and like a little jealous because i will never rock an outfit and it was just jeans and, and a polo shirt <laughs> yeah nice. see our kids i mean look you always want what better for your children and yeah, so, like, hey, look, I'm if I do anything right, it's raising him. I'm doing, I'm doing a good job. I can't take care of myself or the damn, but him, I'm doing all right by him. I gotta say though, Dave, I think back in the day, I felt like I rocked that that t-shirt jacket with the shoulder pads, Miami Vice look. Pretty, I don't know, man. I think. I oh yeah, that. well, I will tell you, back in the day, maybe a little flock of seagulls hair. I had. Oh yeah, on. well, I never had that. I always, I always had a flat top, but you know. Like when I went to prom back in the late 80s, all you did was rent the tux and your tie and cummerbund just matched the dress, right? So that's all anyone did. But I used to barter. I worked at a restaurant in Chicago and one of my customers was a clothing dealer. Like he, like local clothing stores would get their lines from him and then he would work with like the big fashion designers and he had quite the number of mistresses that he would take to my restaurant (laughs) and i would make sure that i played it off and you know i'd come out of the table my chef whites and my chef hat and take their menus away and wine and dine them so he'd look good in front of his mistress and i would get carte blanche in his clothing warehouse so i would have like a different colored versace sport coats with the white t-shirt jeans and hornback alligator boots that i would just borrow from him so there was like six months seven months out of my life where i really was able to play the role but now i'm just in target fat people clothes so (laughs) yeah shorts and a t-shirt every day of my life yeah, I mean, I was really happy when Cole's got that big and tall section uh, a few years back. Yeah, that's that's where I ended up. But yeah, I mean, back in the day, though, you know, I tried. I think I tried fashion wise till I was about twenty two or twenty three, and that was it. But I do remember saving like about four months worth of checks from Willie's weenie wagon to go buy go buy a, a pair of z cavariccis from the merry-go-round yeah see so. they never made them my size so I, it didn't matter yeah i wasn't i wasn't that big yet back then you know uh but anyway uh enough reminiscing probably 
<laughs> how was uh, how was your week? I would say I gave my week um, running wise. I got an A plus. Food wise, it's a train wreck. I almost dropped an f bomb there. It's a train wreck. Um, I did manage to wake up at four a.m. twice last week to go running. Uh, Saturday I had some back issues, so I just took a day off my feet. And uh, that really helped me out a lot. I kind of laughed when you sent me that little check-in. Hey, I didn't see you on Strava. Are you okay? And I gave you this whole, like, you're probably like, what the hell's wrong with Dave? I, <laughs> it was just a yes or no. But uh, I did finally get my three-and-a-half-mile run in uh, late Sunday afternoon, which was just terrible. It was hot. It was humid. I wasn't into it. Uh <laughs> But I felt like a million bucks when I was done. I really had to force myself out the door. It was one of those like true gut check moments. Like I have to get this done. I was doing math in my head. You know, if I don't do these two workouts today, I can do this here and make it up there. And then I'm like, I can't. It's only week one. I can't start this. So uh, I ended up running three out of four of my runs for the week and two of the... uh, uh, I guess they're called progressive strength workouts. I got done. So overall, I'm really happy with the week. Good. And yeah, I, I mean, might... I was I, I was checking in because when I didn't see it, I know kind of we talked about what the schedule is, right? Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So I know that you were determined to to start out strong with the plan. So I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, and make it, sure you're doing all right. And I, it's my I have a. Um, lingering back injuries from the fire department and I have hip issues from my 20 years standing in kitchens and the restaurant I work the bakery I have now I don't have mats so I've been doing a lot of a lot more hours in the bake shop so now my hips and it's a new spot in my back so it's not um like I didn't re-injure my back I just have a kink and it just needed some time so uh I, I didn't want the excuses are really easy to come by. You know that. And uh, so I, I took the day Saturday. And uh, Sunday I wasn't... I overslept Sunday. I was going to go running before Bray's lesson. And we had a track meet. And I wasn't too confident in the day. And uh, I think I, I didn't run till like 4.30. So I really was doing that. Force yourself. And the first half mile was just brutal i was you know getting that for that uh humid wheeze going as i'll call it and like you're just getting your heart rate up and it was just it absolutely stunk until i finished and once i finished at the three and a half miles and i broke a 16 minute overall pace for uh my run walk i did a one 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 ratio and then you feel like a million bucks because you got it done Nice. But it was a good week. Waking up at four in the morning is for the birds. Yeah, I mean, waking up at four in the morning to go running is difficult, right? But I mean, that's well, that's your Disney life. Don't you have to wake up at like four o'clock for like four races in a row for that thing? Yeah, that's the hardest part about Dopey. <laughs> you, I, we'd be up at two forty at two fifteen because you're on the first bus at three o'clock. That's crazy. And then you you spend like an hour in the corrals. And then, well, more than that, because the race starts at five. But if you're in the back of the pack, you may not start till five forty-five. That's insane. Yeah. So back to your like, so for food, like when you say it's a disaster, 
Maybe I used that word. You didn't. I can't remember. Not what, my word was train wreck. Train wreck. Train wreck okay. disaster. Right. Same thing. Like, what do you? What does that mean to you? Like, what's going on? I'm not eating three solid meals a day. Like, I'll nitpick here. I'll eat late. I'll nitpick there. So it's not. I'm definitely not. I don't know how, and we've talked about this before. I don't know how to do all three things at once, right? Exercise, sleep, eat. Uh, I can I can sleep well and run well, and I can eat well and sleep well, but I don't know how to eat well, run well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've never managed to do all those together, and I'm not binge eating at midnight anymore or doing any of that stuff. I am just not eating my goal is to eat breakfast every day i don't eat i eat something every day it's not as planned and nutritious as i wanted it to be going into this marathon because nutrition is going to be a big part of that and i'm just not like uh i haven't been batch cooking and doing food prep you know so like Farrakh and I will come home from a track meet. We don't really have anything to eat, so we're going out to eat, that kind of thing. So that's where uh, it's, it's a train wreck to me because I, I definitely need to be more focused and having doing more prep so I can fill a container for work with rice and beans and vegetables or tofu or whatever it is. And I haven't been 100% plant-based at all. So, you know, like I just have kind of been all over the place so when you're choosing like when you're nitpicking are you choosing like prepared foods or packaged foods no it's all processed so everything's processed Processed. a lot of chips um i've been eating a lot of farica stuff like i'll cook for farica like uh, turkey or chicken or whatever and i nitpick that so i don't really have a direction right at this point in my mind i'd like to be plant-based but more so, I just like to have a plan, right? If I'm going to be plant-based, I need to be plant-based and execute it. If I'm not going to be plant-based, I'm going to be more Mediterranean, whatever it is. You know, some meat, more vegetable base, some grains. Then I need to do that. I just need to, I don't have a direction and I need a direction. Gotcha. And you may have told, I mean, I know you've told me this, but I still can't fully either remember or comprehend but like why is it so important for you to be plant-based like in your head like why is that such a a big thing for you i think it's probably lots of answers it's probably an identity i've created for myself maybe because it presses other people's buttons (laughs) i i definitely like the environmental part of it There's definitely a health, I believe cardiovascularly, there's a health benefit for me and there's a big part of me that doesn't understand the relationship of why my dog is so important to me as an animal, but I don't really give a crap about the chicken or the cow, right? And so that's a kind of an internal struggle. I think that uh agri- animal agriculture does a lot more harm than good on a gross level right like 
the smaller scale, the independent farmer, the like going to the farmer's market is much different than what is happening in the McDonald's or in the fast food. I don't want to point anyone out because there's tremendous fast foods. I don't like the, the amount of meat that we eat grossly is is I think doing a lot more harm than good and I don't have any problem with people eating meat I just think in the volumes of mass farming that we do is is doing more harm than good but I'm sure there's a little bit of I just want to poke you too right (laughs) that's always my favorite part like what you do the way you eat, like, gets people's, you know, ire up. Mm-hmm. Like, it impacts them, right? Like, so, like, my favorite is, like, I know a couple of plant-based people, probably identify as vegan, that get so angry at people that are keto. And, like, just just angry. Like, just yeah, see, I never vitriol, right? Like, and, and vice versa, right? And, like keto people who are just so angry at vegans like i i don't understand why like what does your food choice have to do with anything to them yeah it has nothing to do with it right there's a huge part of me too that wants to be i never want to be the preacher i want to be the example setter a lot of times and i would love and I, i i'm not there i know that i used to be at one point is I really want to eat this way and be an example of that you can do it. That it's not it's not as nutrient deficient or protein deficient that many people think it is. Right? I, I kind of want to be... Like, I love being the 300-pound guy right now who's talking to you about the real struggles of everyday life at 300 pounds and trying to run a marathon at 51 and being the person that others can look to and say you really can do it and part of that is the same with the nutrition too i i i guess we're i get that right like i think that one people do identify with one or the other or both of us right at some level I think that that's why a lot of people listen, right? On top of the fact that they feel like they have a relationship, which I'll tell you a story in a, in a few minutes. But when it comes to the food, like I, I just, I, I don't understand how anybody at this point in time like could doubt that you can live plant-based or vegan or how you could live carnivore or keto or live Mediterranean or just eat what you want, depending on who you are, right? Like, right, right, right. There are examples of that all over the place. Like, we are in that world of athletics and ultra, right? There's a ton of plant-based ultra athletes. And yeah, I don't yeah. mean a few. I mean a ton. ton. And then them, right? and the, one of the best is the carnivore. What's his name? Zach Bitter, who's a, a yep. carnivore, right? He's a so carnivore. There's ex- you're proving it, it, what you're saying. Yeah, I mean it's all over the place, right? You wanna you wanna learn about plant based? Go listen to Rich Roll for you know for a while, right? You wanna you wanna look at Zach Bitter as a carnivore? Fine. 
I mean, there's somebody that, um, you know, I'm, you know, that, uh, if you need a plan, right? Like John Harris, right? Who, who kind of needed, like he was ready finally mentally to do something. And then he found a program that spoke to him Mm -hmm. fine. Like who am I to, to stop you from finding your way of going about life? Right? Like, my, and my question to you wasn't questioning whether or not you should be plant-based or not. It was understanding that motivation because mm-hmm. in the end, I really think that if it's to me, if you ate some turkey and chicken three days a week and the rest of the time you ate, you know, plants, that's plant-based in my, right. in and my book, I, right? even, even rich roll will say if you have, what you just said, you are still eating a plant-based diet. Right. And I used to see myself as a failure. If I broke, I don't see myself as a failure. I, where I am a failure at, or I, I, I'll say it failure. I'm not, that term doesn't, that doesn't, yes, is picking a direction and doing it. Right. If I'm going to eat meat three days a week in a predominantly plant based diet, heavy, and I say that just in heavy in vegetables and salad, you know, potato, I, I love potato. I can eat potatoes three times a day. I just need to do that. Right. Set my direction and do it. Right. right. And the only one in my house that does that is Braden, is because I do it for him. Right. Right. And I don't really know if Braden could do that on his own five years from now sure yeah and that's understandable i mean and, and i like when we're talking about this like idea of perfection being the ideal i i so i i still for those that don't know or that are listening that haven't heard me talk about the no fear project i have this group on facebook called the no fear project and it's incredibly supportive like it's the only group i've ever been in where there's basically been no controversy because we're just there to support each other, but we stay out of certain things, right? There's mm-hmm. no politics at all. So, um, and we don't judge. Like if you don't have something good to say or encouraging to say, don't say it. Like, and that's the rule and people abide by it. So it's a safe space, right? And I have this thing where I call, that I do called No Fear Friday where then people can just kind of talk right. about whatever's going on. And this last week I talked about perfection, right? That perfection is like, that's the enemy. Like we fear this... We have this fear of either losing our identity or of one time messing up somehow negates all the work. And that's where I I finally have started to let go of that. And, you know, I'm not sure that I can tell you if I have a direction or not and like how I'm eating. But, you know, just to kind of give where I'm at for the the these last this last week two weeks ago i decided then and there after the day after easter that i either have to decide i'm going to live a life that i want that i want to pursue or i'm going to live a life full of medication complications and quite frankly dying young because that's where i was headed 
for whatever reason, even though my weight might not be as high as other people's and my fat body fat content may not be as high as other people, for whatever reason, my insulin resistance and my problem with, with blood sugar and diabetes is bad. It's real bad, right? Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I had decided, look, the what? here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to really, really try to not eat processed foods. I'm not going to worry about grains for now, other than they're not processed, so whole grains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to try to eat leaner meat overall, but I'll still have some red meat here or there, and probably more often than I should, but it's less than I used to, right? And sugar is just bad for me. That doesn't mean fruit is bad for me. Fruit has other things going on, right? This is where, you know, I think that sometimes not everybody understands. I can tell you, I don't still understand diabetes, but when you read about diabetes, nobody says, hey, don't eat an apple, right? Right. But they do say don't eat honey because honey is basically pure sugar, even though it's not processed, it's still pure sugar, Whereas an apple has fiber in it, it has other vitamins in it. It's made in a way that your body is supposed to process things in a natural way and and move on. And so what I did tell myself though is I'm not eating like I'm not eating cakes and candy and chips and I'm not I like that's what I can't eat. And it's funny because I I talked to somebody that I know, you know, and just kind of sharing stories. And they were like, look, you can't deprive yourself. Right. And, you know, I, I go to this dietitian, and, you know, she's just, she, you can't deprive yourself. You need to make sure that you're, you're getting what you need. I'm like, dude, I, I hear you, but mm. none of us need a potato chip. None of us need a zinger. Like those are not things I need. I need to get the nutrition in, right? Like, so like there's this argument that like, it's easier to quit drinking, quote unquote, easier, right? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you could l- give that up a hundred percent because you don't need it, but you can't give up food. Right. It's true, but you can give up certain foods. And so for me, I've decided I'm not going to worry about the grain thing because amazingly now as I eat whole grains and I eat much more balanced and much less volume, I don't have the same problems with grains as I did. So in Mm -hmm. other words, it was processed grains that I was having the problem with. Personally, other people, I know that's not the case. But that was like my rules were basically no processed foods. Try to eat better Mm -hmm. and eat less. Like that was like the, the, the three things. And in those two weeks, I have... So as a bigger dude, I often would overeat and then I would need Pepsid. And then, you know, I, and then I couldn't sleep because I was not feeling well in my gut. Right. I don't have any gut issues the last two weeks. Zero. I haven't taken a Pepsid in, in two weeks. It's also two weeks. Right. There's a long way to go. <laughs> long way to go. Yeah. So by no means do I think I've conquered it. But what I decided is I'm not perfect. So guess what? When I was traveling to central Illinois and I needed food, I didn't 
I, I, I went to Jimmy John's and got a turkey sandwich. So yes, I had processed white bread. Did that at that moment in the past that would have opened up the floodgates? Well, mm-hmm. I've already blown it. Might as well stop and get those gas station zingers I love so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well eat as much as I want this weekend. But instead, I said, I'm making a better choice, right? I'm eating turkey with lettuce, and I like to put cucumbers on those sandwiches. So I got a bunch of veggies and light mayo. You know, I, I look, I'm not eating a dry sandwich. Yeah, right? no, it's all right. You know, so again, not perfection, better. Sure. So eight, and I didn't get the chips. And but I had lots water of little, lots of little betters add up quickly. Exactly. And that way, if I'm not worried about perfection anymore, they just add up. I did my what I would have done in the past. I will tell you, I would have stopped at McDonald's, and mm. I would have gotten a McDouble and <laughs> fries because it's three bucks. Right. And I would have gone on my merry way with my McDouble and fries. And I probably would have grabbed an iced tea while I was there because why not? They're a dollar. Oh, yeah. I still, you know. I will say that probably the majority of my lack of success recently, and I'll say a couple years as in recently, at the plant-based diet is because if I would stray just for a bite, it would be a failure and then you go into that whole cascade of effects of, well, I just screwed up this bite. Now I might as well eat all of Erica's leftovers for the next two weeks. Right, right, right. exactly. And, and, that, and so I, I learned, it was a process to learn that, and I can still hide food. Like, Farrakh and I got um, barbecue this weekend. So she got me, a, it was a pit beef sandwich, which is a big thing here in Maryland. And I love my wife, but she got me barbecue sauce on it, not horseradish. It was turned into a thing, like a joking thing. Like, how do you not get horseradish on it? But Braden was supposed to be at his musical, and they called us for the second show and said that we didn't need him. He can come home. And I didn't want him to see me eating the... I, I had some of her ribs and I didn't want him seeing me eat those ribs because I don't want him to make a food choice based on what I'm doing. Right. So if he thinks I'm plant based, then I don't want him to be like, well, he's eating meat. So I'm going to eat meat now. Like I want it to come from him. And I don't think truly if I thought about it and not, not just a, a, a reaction is he doesn't care at all. Right. So like, so there's all that, all these little things that, that make that cause myself to not be successful. Does that make sense? Like I try, I think I tried to say something, but it didn't come out the way I was trying for it to, to, to mean. Yeah. I think that you're saying you don't want to influence Bray. In, ter- in terms of like, he's pretty committed to the lifestyle he's chosen, right? At, at, for as now. A, as a for vegan. now. For now, for now. Yeah. I, I mean, no judgment, like if he wants to change that, right? Were you- we And Farrakhan Fer- just had the conversation with him the other day that if you, um, 
if letting him know that if he wants to eat meat that we can break it in slowly just so we don't want him to get sick because yeah. if he just ate like a big burger he hasn't eaten meat in three in almost three years he's going to get sick yeah. so that we can do it smartly break it in slowly and little things if he wants to and that door is always open for him to make that choice and we will not be upset like we we talk about that a lot to know that there's there are no repercussions no one's gonna be upset if you want to do it do it at at your time and that's okay right so kind of back to like how you were feeling like eating that and you didn't want him to see that was there a a part of that that felt like him seeing you eat that would be letting him down a hundred for sure for sure and i think that um I, he probably knows. I'm probably kidding myself that he doesn't think that I eat. I can smell the beef on you, Dad. Right. Like, there, there's no chance that he doesn't know that I eat like crap, right? Because I'm still 300 pounds. It's not like I'm losing any weight or, or anything right now. Like, he still sees it. And he, you know, he was up at 6 this morning on the Peloton. Like, he is leads a lifestyle that I am striving to get back to. And, like... He's way smarter than me. Like, so he, like, these are all just, what I'm trying to say is these are all just food game, mind games that I play in my own head that, you know, it's like eating food in your, like you're hiding food in your closet, which is more of my own mental issues. Right. Is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. (laughs) Look, I mean, I guess, I think we're both, we're like different spots of where, like the urgency for you to to change how you're eating. Like I know you want to lose weight, right? But right now with where things stand, you know, from your blood work and your doctor visits, you don't have to, right? Like it's not like, hey, if you don't lose some weight, you're going to have a coronary tomorrow. Right? Yes. Versus where I'm at, which is, dude, your diabetes is not improving at all. Matter of fact. You're breaking out, Pete. I think that might be your side. Okay. Um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the fact is that where I'm at, the diabetes isn't getting any better. And if I don't do something about it, it's only going to get worse. Mm. And even though it can never make, it may never go away, but if, if I don't do anything about it, it for sure doesn't go away. Right. Right. And it only puts me into a world of hurt. So, you know, my decisions now are, are much different. And I have to tell you, like the burden I took off of myself when I gave up perfection and just went for, Hey, do the best you can at any moment in time. It's been great because it's not, it's not like a choice now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm confronted with stuff, if I want it, I'm going to grab it, but it's pretty rare overall. I mean, I'll, yeah, fine. I'll have a taco shell or something or a piece But it's of taking the power away and from the from other the, and giving it to you. Yeah, it's taking the power away from the food. Like the power of food is, is quickly going. I mean, we are surrounded by junk in this house. Mm. And Easter just came, right? Like hasn't been that long and there is still Easter candy and you know, Michaela just 
had her friend's birthday party. So there's cake and there's, I mean, it's awful, right? Yeah. Way too much junk in this house, but I'm just choosing not, not to have it. And, and it's not like I'm looking at it and going, oh God, I got to not touch this. And it was at first, but now it's just like, oh man, like she'll even say, oh, I had a piece of chocolate cake. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, it's quickly fading, but it's two weeks. Right. And I'm going to keep until it's two years. Sure. It's, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm out of the woods and I'm not sure I'm ever out of the woods in terms of like, I guess what, I guess what I'm trying to not say or what I'm trying to say and not very well. I get this isn't like, okay, do this for six months. Then you can go ahead and start, you know, going back and eating all the crap you used to eat. Those days are now gone. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, I haven't drank either. And the the thing I have the least desire for is to drink. Yeah. So it was, you know, I'm, ha- I'm having lunch with my, my buddy Mike, who hosts that wine pod with me, because I'm like, I don't have a desire to do that podcast because wine means shit to me right now. It, it means nothing. Yeah. And that's Good. been my, my life, right? For the way I make a living for the better part of, you know, 18 years, that's mm-hmm. been my living. So it's very difficult from that perspective to walk away. And it's difficult because that's how I've made money. And yeah. now I don't want to make money doing that anymore. Um, not that I'm judging it. Like if somebody else wanted to have a drink and they wanted to, and they asked me like, what should I do? I'm all for giving advice. Like, hey, have at it. <laughs> But for me, as a diabetic right now, with where I'm at, I can't. The first thing I probably would add back in is a little bit of of, of wine at the right time. Mm-hmm. But I would add that back in before I'd add in, you know, candy bars and yeah. bags of chips. Now, I still need snacks here and there. And popcorn's been my saving grace because that's a whole grain. And so, you know, at least it's something salty and crunchy, yeah. right? Um, so, like, there's still parts of the brain that haven't been able to fully get away from what I need. Uh, but, man, it's been a, a huge relief. And, yes, weights come off, but that's that's the kind of ancillary result of doing the, the right things. I'm starting to sleep better, which I'm sure has something to do with the CPAP. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally have kind of dialed into how to use the CPAP after, you know, it's still a, a little bit of a struggle, but I've dialed into it. Uh, I even brought it with me on, you know, to the hotel. So I'm using it. My sleep is better incrementally. It's not like a miracle. I thought it was going to be like, oh my God, this is yeah. amazing. It's not. It's for me, it's just incremental better. Um, but better is... <laughs> I'll take it over worse. And I haven't had like a almost zero. Like I had nights where I would almost get zero sleep and I haven't had that. Yeah. So that's good. Um, and my running is good and Love much it. better. And I did my, well, full let's get week. to that. Yeah. I did my full week, man. I did 22 miles this last week. Nice. Culminated. I had one run that was kind of tough, but I also had a run where, um, and you'll know this and any runner that's hit flow or hit, like had an easy run that they were, they got done and they're like, whoa, that almost just felt like a walk. Mm-hmm. 
I had one of those. So um, wait, before you go on, we have to go 10 junk miles. And if you have to break down your 22. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, I think I had four three-mile runs and a nine. No, that doesn't add up. So I must have had a three-mile, a four-mile, three, three, and nine. All right, good job. Yeah, so the... No SIVA here. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it was... The the one run I had, like, my my heart rate typically for my long... Or for my shorter runs is, like, in the 135 to 140 range. This was 126. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was... Like, I felt like I didn't give hardly any effort... And now my average pace has come down under 13 nice. for these runs for my easy pace, right? And I followed up that super easy run with with one that was harder, but I ate differently. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, if it was sleep, weather conditions, who knows, right? But Probably all back, the above. Yeah, it was back up to 140, which relatively felt difficult, you know, compared to the 126, and I felt kind of weak. And so I was a little nervous heading into my nine, especially considering that I'm in Washington, Illinois, and I don't really know where I'm going to go. So right. I'm just re- literally going to go out. And, dude, you talked about on Sunday, so that my, my long was on Sunday. Um, also, you talked about hot and humid. <laughs> Not hot and humid in Washington. It was about 46 degrees with about a... 16 to 20 mile an hour wind that was shifting through the path and homes I was running in. Sometimes it would be completely at my back, but usually it was either crosswind or right in my face. Yeah, that would have been a game breaker for me. I I would have really struggled with that. And I didn't, for whatever reason, I knew better than to put on a, a base layer shirt because it might start cold, but it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but I did my Andy Bernard of bandaging up the nipples because you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to b- bloody nubs. And that's then, true. Uh, but I didn't bring gloves. I typically would have shorts, the, you know, running shirt and gloves because my hands get cold. And as I age, that's happening. And also diabetes. I think your yeah. circulation's not quite as good. And plus your extremities just get cold sometimes. Yeah, right? I, wore, I wore gloves. One of my morning runs, I had to bring I was in shorts and a t-shirt and gloves. And I yeah. think that's just a, you know, I'm an art member now. So <laughs> I, I need the gloves for my digits. So, uh, but I didn't bring them and that was a mistake. That was my only mistake that I made. Um, pre-run, I had a cup of coffee, a banana, and then there wasn't really the right things in front of me. And this is the only thing I didn't prepare. So I did also eat one of those small hotel like mini blueberry muffins. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I just felt like I needed a little something more just to have in me. And then I brought my Morton. I had one gel with me, but then I made uh, the liquid Morton. So I bought my, my fanny pack, right? It has the two bottles, but I bought two kind of extender bottles, if you will. They just clip right on the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, shifted those to the back and, Went out expecting to drink all of that and have the gel, which would have been about 420 calories. Dude, I felt tough, like it was tough at the start, 
at about the three mile mark, I was like, okay, this is kind of difficult. What, what could I do? Right. But I had kind of run out. So I'm not close. Like even if I just (laughs) flipped, it's three miles back. Right. Right. Um, I was taking in fuel a little bit at a time from my Morton. I was having some water and, um, I just kept going. And then all of a sudden, like that really difficult time just started to slowly shift to I'm in a rhythm. And then you get in this rhythm as a runner where not running feels weird. Right. And I got into that at about mile six, Mm -hmm. you know, so I just kind of said, well, if I stay away from the hotel, (laughs) like if I just stay, so I kind of did circles for three miles out in around schools and paths and neighborhoods because I'm like, if I stay away from the hotel, I got no choice. Right. And right, right, right. Finally, six miles in and sounds funny. Right. But six miles in is when I finally felt like, oh, I feel pretty good. Maybe I'm going to need a little more fuel. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's great. Really? Maybe I need a little more fuel. So I tried to unclip. I couldn't unclip the bottles. My hands were so cold. Yeah. And I got so weak, like from like chilled hands. So I had, but I never really needed it. I just kept sipping what I had. I only needed one, like, so half, half the fuel, uh, didn't ever use the gel and half the water. And I, and I got out, uh, back towards the hotel on purpose and knew I would have to do an out and back. And there's like a neighborhood there where I could do one mile straight down and one mile straight back and then have a little, you know, two tenths of a mile or something, quarter mile walk back to the hotel to cool down. And I felt so good. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to crank up this last mile just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, dude, I cranked it up to the point where I ran my fastest mile and was a little bit uh, faster than my easy, my easy pace. Now I think the best part, the lowest or best pace is 1222. I did a 1203 mile to end. Nice. Look at you show off. And I didn't (laughs) feel like. I was done, mm-hmm. right? So that's incredible given where I was at. And, um, I, you know, I've got the Badger, the Sugar Badger half marathon at the end of the month, Memorial yeah. Day weekend. And I was I was a little concerned about that. No, but you're going to rock that. I'm not concerned about it. Plus, I'm not I'm not running it all out because the, the and I got to talk to Coach Hollyann about this, like, but the detour over the the Stewart Tunnel, it's just awful. Like it's it's really steep and a very long hill for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ran that, it would be a miracle. I mean, yeah. like even at my best shape, I'm not sure I would have. Does it accomplish that. anything if you do? Uh, it's just a kind of cool thing to have done, right? Like I, sure. I was able to kind of overcome that uh, mental block. But overall, no. I mean, I would like to run as much of it as I could and then just hike up the rest and, and keep going. But I, I guess my point being that that flat and f- that flat and fast race has some elevation now. Yeah. So I, I you know, who knows what we'll decide on in terms of what I'm but you know going to do. But I'm not out there trying to set a PR. So I'm looking forward to having fun. But I'm not concerned. I was concerned about even the distance at that. Mm-hmm. You know, after my 
uh, 10K. But now I feel like, okay, it's probably a combination of fitness, a little bit of weight loss. Um, you know, I'm down a little over nine pounds. I lost the majority of that first week mm-hmm. and then just two pounds this last week, which was perfect. Finally getting into that. That's the rhythm I want to be in one to two pounds a week. kind of Sure. Um, and, uh, so fitness and the weight loss and just, um, kind of knowing that I can and mm-hmm. the nutrition, you know, I'm eating better food. Look at you, Pete, you're a runner. So it, some would say I'm not. Ah, you are. You're doing I'm great. Because I'm not 10 minutes a mile. But, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, but yeah, so dude, I had this hooey. great com- Yeah. What's that? I, th- that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah, it is. Uh, I had this great talk, too, that helped me mentally. Uh, after the last episode, my friend Karen, um, who's been a guest on the show, Karen Clark, uh, she called and said, first thing, you know, I answer and she says, hey... Pete, it's Karen. You know that there are people out here that care about you and are and are rooting for you. And she was talking to me, meaning it for both of us. And you know, you know that, but at the same time, it's just you and I talking, right? Sure. The fact that anybody cares enough to listen is crazy. Blows right? my mind. And the fact that they care enough to listen and get invested in what we're doing. To the point where they have thoughts or concerns about us is insane, right? Mm-hmm. And but they do, and there are people that are just really cheering for us, right? And that are have advice for us, have input, have just kudos, have positive words. But there's nothing negative, right? Um, overall, like it's mm-hmm. just a lot of positivity and. You know, I spent a very long time on the phone with her. I mean, well over an hour, which I don't normally do. And we talked through kind of my mental battle with diabetes and kind of how the world views diabetes as a fat guy's disease or fat person's disease, mm-hmm. right? And how, you know, Karen has battled cancer. And, you know, with cancer, nobody ever looks at you going, well, that's your fault, right? Right. But with diabetes, I you know, I get the... Well, you know, you just don't eat the sugar. I mean, in other words, it's your fault. You did something here. Mm-hmm. And yes, I exacerbated the problem, no doubt. But there's a genetic component, as we've talked about. But it, it was really interesting to kind of talk through. And, and she compared it to, it's like the way that people view you with mental health. Like you're defective, right? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we talked about that last show. I've been super open about it. Battling diabetes and depression, when she said it, I could see like there's a very similar way that people react overall in society because we don't understand these two things. Like I'm telling you, people don't get how crappy diabetes is Mm -hmm. and whether you're type one or type two, doesn't matter, right? Whether you're insulin, you know, dependent or not, it just does weird and crazy things to you. So... That talk overall was good, and talking to Karen always is great. You know, um, it's uh, it was a great talk. It kind of helped put me in a really good frame of mind. In same, whenever I talk to Rob, Rob is a very positive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my buddy Rob Bozovich, and you know they they were both at Pittsburgh this last weekend. Karen, yeah, he the, popped up on my Strava, so I figured he he ran Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, Karen unless he was half. just bored one day and ran twenty six. 
point whatever <laughs> I would not put that past Rob yeah, yeah that's why I said like it did say Pittsburgh Marathon it was right. it was like 22 I think his was 22 point or 26.49 or something yeah so I'm like he's either overachieving or it was Pittsburgh Marathon yeah so I mean it was not ideal weather this weekend so Karen crushed the half in a little over two hours Rob crushed the full and um a little over four and a half hours um might have been four i should know this i think it was 439 give or take um but you know both of them are the people that i admire like that i personally know that i admire most in terms of their their approach to hey fitness is just part of my life and yeah i'm gonna get it done right where we want to get to they've achieved Yes, exactly. For example. Exactly. So it's... it's 434. Really, 434. For, oh, I'm sorry. I put five more minutes on you, Rob. My apologies. Yeah. 434. So, which is incredible. I mean, it's just uh, an amazing accomplishment. Um, I know he was disappointed when he uh, did not get to do the Heiner. You know, he was running the Heiner uh, a couple weeks back. Uh and had, uh, you know, took a tumble on their trail and wasn't sure, you know, what would happen from there. And I know he was disappointed with that, but, you know, he just comes back and, you know, he's like a metronome, right? It's just yeah. like steady and go. And, you know, Karen is just methodical and tuned into what she needs to do. And it's just very matter of fact. Maybe the two it. of them should start a show. We'll listen to them. That, well, absolutely. <laughs> that would be phenomenal, right? Um but yeah, I mean, they just, they help me a lot mentally, right? Just Good. because of who they are and kind of where, what their approach is and how different. And it's, it's starting to feel matter of fact for me to do the right things. And, Good. you know, it's a long way to go to the race, but right now, like I, I feel better about Chicago than I ever have. And, you know, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to train, to get, to where I want to be and, and get that sub five and, and have fun doing it. Yeah. I definitely had a doubters moments during my run yesterday. Yeah. Like it was, it was, and I don't know why I come up with a thousand reasons why I couldn't tell you one real reason, but it was just hard. And I was running and I just, I'm like, what am I doing? Right. Who am I kidding? I was just having that moment and it didn't deter me. Like there was never any point where I was going to, once I started yesterday, I was going to finish that run. But I, the whole time I'm like, what am I doing? Like, who am I kidding? I am way too fat for this. I'm old. This hurts. And I was listening to, um, uh, what's his name? Diz, Diz Diz running his podcast. And I interviewed with him. I did a podcast with him at Disney a couple of years ago. And he was talking to a woman. And it was the whole conversation was about her finding her running self again after COVID. So, and it's really just background noise to me. But I, the whole point of the conversation is it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be three weeks. But if you put in the time and the consistency, it will come back. And it was just that moment where I'm like, this is so stupid. I am not. 
I'm never going to make this. And with them in the background noise saying, you just have to keep doing it. And, and for me, that was, I didn't have a conversation with a person, but I just, that helped me get just another step. Yeah. And I think that that's the key consistency, right? Like I've been pretty consistent here now for whatever it's been with, with Holly and 12, 12 weeks. I, I have mm-hmm. no idea how long it's been, maybe less than that. Um, I had, you know, one bad week, right? Where my back hurt. But other than that, I've been consistent. I've done the runs. I've gotten out there. And now it's starting to click. Yeah. And the problem, I think, is that it's similar to weight loss, right? Like, we start running and we want it to click right away. We start on our weight loss journey, we want 100 pounds gone immediately. Yeah, right? next like, week. Right? It's And it doesn't work that way. This is this is difficult. It is difficult to run a marathon it's difficult to train for a marathon it's difficult to lose weight but you could do it as long as you're consistent and i think that that was really what you were saying earlier you just got to pick a lane and stay consistent that's it weight weight will probably just come off naturally yeah and and you know for if you cut a little bit of volume with that consistency right you're Mm -hmm. probably going to be just fine yeah and i know to that point Right. Three weeks from now, if I continue to, and it, it, I think it's going to be a good three weeks of the mental struggle of getting out the door before the argument isn't as long. There'll still be a little bit of self-argument, but I think once I know, I can't see 26.2 yet, but I can see that every day getting out the door being easier. I just need to be consistent to that point. And that's kind of like my, my first goal. Like if there's a timeline of this whole thing, if that's my first right now, I'm getting out the door to check off that calendar. Cause training pinks is green. So I need that day to be green. And in a month, month and a half, then it will be, I should be in that groove running wise, right? I'm not kidding myself that next week, like tomorrow I got to wake up at four in the morning for three miles. There's going to be a self-conversation at 3.55, like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then hopefully that conversation will change and be like, all right, dude, let's get up. Coffee's made. Let's go. All right. Well, I think we got to circle back to the way that last, the last one ended because it sounded like there was some doubt well it didn't sound like there was definitely some doubt around chicago you know, itself chicago itself and like you choosing chicago and the reasons for you running it still and so kind of what you know i'm sure you've had conversations with yourself if not farica yeah we had farica and i had the had the conversation that day you really sealed the deal for me when you gave me permission so I took that as you, I didn't think you were just giving me fluff. I think you really gave me true permission from friend to friend to say, hey, it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, mean, dude, I didn't want you to do something that's right, not right, right. in your best interest. Right. So, so I, I truly felt that that was coming from a true, sincere place. So I talked to Farika about it and I wrote team and training and I asked them if I can transfer my funds to Marine Corps, which is May 30th. So I have 
1200 or maybe $1,300 fundraised for Team and Training Chicago and Marine Corps is $1,200. So to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to transfer all the funds. I'm going to run two weeks later. And I get a note back from Team and Training. Hey, I know when you've done this in the past, you can transfer your funds. But we know we now have a policy that you cannot transfer your funds. So you can transfer the race, but you're going to lose all that money. So... Farrakh and I talked, and she's like, well, Chicago is going to cost you more than the $1,200. So I transferred the race to Marine Corps. So, uh, And that's two weeks later. So um, I don't technically lose the money. The mission of running Chicago was to give a donation to uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So they'll get all that money. So now my struggle is, how do I go back? So I'm registered for Marine Corps officially through team and training. Now my struggle is how do I go back to all those people who generously gave me the donation? It's not like the money just disappeared. They like you gave me a significant amount of money as a donation to the charity. So the charity still got the money. How do I go back to all those people and do it again? Right. So now my struggle is, do I go through all this fundraising again, or do I just register for a marathon and consider the donation made? And then I thought that I really love the Philadelphia Marathon, but it's November 30th. I thought it was November 2nd, like that first week of November. So that's oh, where my- last week of November? Wow, yeah. that's late. It is late. And I think when I ran it before, it used to be- or maybe I was thinking of rock and roll Philadelphia. But that was my thought was to just register for a marathon at the same time and not go through the fundraising effort again since I've already made that uh, donation to team and training. But uh, So I'm not really sure about that. But officially, I am doing Marine Corps with team and training. And for okay. me, that's a 20-minute um, car drive and train ride into uh, DC, which is logistically, it's much easier to do. Not that it's much different, but Philly is, I think the 20th. Oh, is it the 20th? Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. That it's so that, that much different, but and Farrakh's family is in Philly. So for me, um, I might just register for that. And then we can go to Philly. When I ran Philly before, we went down the day before, stayed with her family, and then I drove into uh, Philadelphia itself because she's in the suburbs. And then I ran the marathon, and then we all spent the day at the museums and stuff afterwards. So officially, I'm at Marine Corps, and uh, I, I got to figure out if I can come up with uh, a way to fundraise $1,200 more or I'll just run Philly or something else around that time. So there's no doubt that I am running a marathon this fall. Right now it's Marine Corps that's subject to change on fundraising, but I am running this marathon. God. So is that, so are you just, when that happens, like, first of all, I'm glad that you made the right decision for you. I mean, that's, uh, and your family, like it, that's all that really matters. Um, the fact that you're going to continue on the journey is great. We could continue to do this for, you know, up, up to that time. It, 
it it'll I'll have to change the the tagline part. <laughs> Conquer a marathon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm still doing the FMC Run Chicago 2022 uh, hashtag though. Um, the uh, what was I going to say? Damn. Were you going? Oh, to does the... the training training plan change that? Like, will you? So that's that. That's two weeks later. So will your training peaks change to match that now? Uh, it will probably. I'm sure. It's. I'm probably going to do the first two weeks of the training program twice. Right. So I'm sure that when Marine Corps kicks out officially, since it's two weeks after Chicago, that just two weeks should be be next Monday. Then Right. Then the Marine Corps program will just kick out and I will just repeat the the week that I just did and the week that I'm going to do. I'm sure I'm going to do again, which is fine. No, it's great because now you're getting more base down. Right. I think that's. That's yeah, huge. so I think this week I have two two-mile runs, a four-and-a-half, and a three. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I end this week with a 10-miler, so... Yeah, you're way past me, bro. Um, well, I'm way past where I thought I would be, right? But I didn't... Like, I'm seeing these runs, and I'm thinking about how far away the marathon is, but like it's like I forgot that I had the half marathon in between, so we're... Yeah. You know, I've got to do longer runs in order to get that you know, accomplish. So, and it'll be nice, you know, to see, you know, people from TJM, from 10 Jack Miles, from the nation. It's always, yeah, I'm jealous. I'd really love to get other, there. Uh, I mean, Scotty and uh, uh, Holly, uh, another H name. I do know somebody named Heather in there too, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's good, man. I'm glad that you made the right decision for you. We'll just kind of, kind of keep moving forward. And I really hope that you could find a way to, to kind of start tackling that that eating portion of your of your life and that and, you know and that's just you know you got to put your big boy pants on commit to something drop the title right if you're gonna be plant-based if i'm gonna be plant-based be plant-based if i'm not just get your right that it really comes down to it is i just need to do something and get over myself and just pick a lane and go yeah I, I hear you, right? But it, it was a lot easier for me just to start eating and making it matter of fact because I don't identify with right. That's what I'm saying. Eating. Like right? if like I'm going to identify as that, if I'm going to do it, then I need to do it. If I'm not going to do it, then stop talking about it and just go. Sure. All right, man. Well, I think we should we should wrap up unless you got anything else. Nah, I'm good. All right. Well, I I'm going to go to work. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, exciting stuff, huh? <laughs> uh, so I just got to I, I gotta think about, we've had FMC run Chicago. I guess I'm going to keep the titles because. Yeah, no, don't change going. anything. I'm not changing any of that. Don't change we'll, crap. People will just have to follow along. That's so, it. Well, now right. we know if you're a true fan and you know that I'm right. Dave runs DC, then you'll know. If not, that's on you. <laughs> absolutely all right that'll do it then you've been listening to episode 141 of the fat man chronicles the music is you got me wrong by safar reach out to us on social media we're pretty easy to find subscribe rate review and share it with somebody that you find mildly tolerating 
Other than that, <laughs> that'll do it. Everyone get out there and be better today. I was not hiding. I was unsure. And now